This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. This is Dan Zhang, host of Subversity. Uh, today we're going to look back at this controversy that's racking this uh, campus and activists around the state and maybe the nation um, and elsewhere, I suppose. Um, this whole issue of what happened when... Uh, Student Regent Jesse Cheng, he's a fifth-year Asian American Studies major, uh, elected or named as Student Regent uh, last year, and currently still fulfilling his term of office as a voting member of the UC Board of Regents. Uh, Some personal matters came to a head last fall uh, when he decided to break up with his long-term girlfriend, who had been a former student at UC Irvine and was later a student at uh, the law school at UCLA. Uh, she's a Filipina-American, and that's uh, important because the Filipina-American uh, community has rallied to her support. Um, she has um, not come out as in by her with her identity. She has been able to um, be uh, uh, anonymous, uh, as these attacks on the student region increase, uh, activists on campus have met and uh, decided that they want uh, the student region to resign as a student regent, and they are also waiting for the student conduct office on campus to uh, to uh, issue their report. So there's pressure on many fronts, uh, not least on the student conduct office at the University of California, Irvine, to come up with some um, report condemning the student regent. Also, the uh, activists have also complained that the district attorney of Orange County, uh, Mr. Rakokis, instead of just um, prosecuting uh, activists and pro- uh, protesters, as such as Muslim students and uh, students that uh, held a sit-in outside the s- chancellor's office, uh, they should prosecute rape or attempted rape. Uh, the background of this is that, uh, as revealed uh, earlier this week in a news account from a local paper on campus, um, was that uh, the girlfriend went to the Irvine cops to complain about the incident a few weeks after um, they had actually dined together and claimed that um, the student regent had uh, attempted to assault her uh, at, his, uh, at his apartment. Um, the police uh, referred the charges, arrested, ended up arresting the student regent on campus and interviewed him for three hours after which the regent was released according to a statement that Jesse Chang released today. And uh, subsequently, the DA uh, decided there was not enough evidence to go ahead with uh, formal misdemeanor charges. These are misdemeanor charges, although they are serious charges, and um, decided there was not enough evidence, uh, given that uh, apparently that um, the... the, the apparent victim uh, was still uh, meeting with uh, the student regent and 
after the incident and uh, um, continuing some kind of uh, uh, connection with him and uh, that she did not complain until much later so uh, after the incident um, so so what happened was uh, controversial and uh, the activists have decided to um, organize against Jesse Chang and so finally uh, with all the press reports, mostly non-mainstream media, the mainstream media have not picked this up because of their standards for reporting um, accusations and uh, and uh, accusations that are basically one-sided at this point uh, from the side of the uh, alleged victim in the case. And so um, mainstream media have... Uh, to their credit, uh, not taken sides and have not uh, been um, able to uh, actually cover it or not been willing to cover it, I suppose. That's the more accurate uh, characterization. And so uh, given that there are calls for his resignation from the Board of Regents, even though um, I don't think he will do that. Uh, I met up with him on Friday and we had a, a meeting and um, he was quite forthcoming and uh, also admitted that this so-called confession that uh, is referred to by supporters of his ex-girlfriend uh, turns out to have been dictated by the person and uh, drafted by the person with suggested wording and he said he was so tired that he ended up um, just replying and as his statement says today he just thought this would uh, end the situation and uh, nothing further would happen although he did not really believe what he wrote so that's uh, Jesse Cheng's position so we go now to his statement and uh, we'll be uh, reading his statement uh, that he released today. Um, I'm writing this statement to respond to a number of accusations made about me in various media outlets in the past, in the last week. Initially, I did not believe, did not feel it was appropriate to comment because I was trying to defend the interests and privacy of all the students involved, including my former partner, I now feel that I have no choice but to explain fully what happened. I'm innocent of all accusations made. These accusations have been extremely painful for me, especially because I have tried to acknowledge the privileges that I have as a man and support gender equality issues throughout my college career. It is work that is essential to my identity and I would never engage in behavior that would compromise those values. Uh, this is the statement Jesse Chang has released today. Uh, my former partner and I were in a committed relationship for almost a year. Near the end of that year, it was clear that the relationship was not working out and I initiated the breakup. Afterward, we agreed to remain friends. We saw each other three times after the relationship ended, 
All those times we engaged in varying levels of consensual physical contact, none of which was forced or coerced, none of which was intercourse. The first time she invited me to be her date to a um, UCLA graduate school event. The next day, next week, on October 3rd, October 3, the night that would become the source of the accusations against me, I invited her over for dinner at my apartment in Irvine. That night, although we engaged in kissing, all contact was consensual and we did not have sex. Afterwards, we, had, we ate dinner at my apartment and watched a movie. A week after the visit, she called and accused me of sexually assaulting her the week before. The phone conversation lasted for hours. My reaction during the phone call was that her description of events, events did not occur. In the following weeks, I would get as many as 50 calls a day from her. The amount of phone calls became extremely stressful and disruptive. During the time those phone of those phone calls, she requested I meet with her personally at her apartment. I visited her apartment two weeks after October 3. During that visit, she initiated and engaged uh, physical intimacy. It was the third time we met after the breakup, and a few weeks after that night, she had claimed I behaved inappropriately. The phone calls continued and began to have a serious toll on my well-being. She demanded that I write an email, I write a write email apologies to her and specifying exact language that the um that she that she wanted to see in those emails. Exhausted, I went out I sent out those emails. What I said in those emails are not true and did not reflect on my behavior. But I thought that by adopting her language and meeting the standards she set out, we could both move forward. I regret lying to her in those emails and I was and it was a mistake to capitulate just so she would stop calling me incessantly. On November 4th, the police arrested me on campus and took me back to the police department for questioning. We spoke about the relationship that particular night and the entire situation. Three hours later, the police released me and the DA declined to press any charges. I know the last week has been extremely difficult for the campus community. It has been difficult for me and my friends. I would ask people to please thoughtfully consider both sides of a story and the entire context of a relationship before jumping to conclusions or making assumptions. I do not know why my former partner has chosen to make these accusations or make them at this time. I loved her very much and I really wish for her the best in the future. So that was, uh, and that is Jesse Cheng's uh, statement today, uh, released to the media. Um, her t his take on the situation. Um, so it's up to 
the court of public opinion to decide whether they uh, agree with him or do not. Uh, the activists have also uh, been pushing for um, not just the campus to, as I said, not just the campus uh, student conduct office. Apparently the student conduct office has um, jurisdiction over uh, all student conduct regardless of whether it's on campus or not. And uh, uh, and that's uh, problematic uh, thing actually because as we can see from the Student Conduct Office uh, punishment of the Muslim students and the activists on campus, uh, it seems like they uh, can sometimes go beyond what uh, seems to be necessary and um, is un so the student office is under student conduct office and under a lot of pressure as is the district attorney's office uh, this call for prosecute rape not protesters um, as aired on Facebook uh, seems to be uh, ex uh, a succinct uh, synopsis of what uh, the protesters in this case the supporters of the ex-girlfriend uh, want and so um, it is easy to make a lot of uh, noise on the uh, internet uh, the mainstream media have not however covered this incident and uh, partly it's because uh, it's a case of he said she said and since no charges were filed it seems like uh, not newsworthy maybe in the mainstream uh, uh, media's uh, view of events. And so we'll see how long this lasts. Uh, the ethnic media have picked it up. Philippine uh, paper has uh, touted the stand of the former girlfriend. Uh, Chinese newspaper uh, in Los Angeles has picked up the news in Chinese. And so there's been uh, maybe global uh, coverage at this point. Um, we'll bring you some earlier uh, interviews we had with uh, Jesse um, on this show um, as, um, as we look back and uh, look at what he has uh, achieved on this campus before this uh, uproar over his uh, breakup with his girlfriend. Uh, the most recent, of course, uh, controversy or um, uh, whatever you might want to call it, or the most recent uh, huge event uh, in his life uh, was actually his coming out as a bisexual uh, on campus. And we covered that uh, that uh, statement uh, when he uh, when he showed up, uh, and this was actually uh, a few weeks after the alleged incident with his girlfriend. And so we will bring you uh, the um, audio of his. Uh, appearance on KUCI talking about that incident. We'll have a um, little uh, musical interlude at this point and we'll get back 
to that uh, audio. I'll get to that audio shortly. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going down the steps and they said, oh, every, you know who Jesse Chang is? And everybody said, yeah. And then you spoke. Yeah. Um, that's actually, that's really strange, actually. Because um, I've, I've been out to a number of people, I think, in the campus community for a long time. I just don't, I mean, I, I know I don't make a big deal yeah, out of it, you yeah. know? Um, and uh, it's not part of my identity where a lot of my activism is focused on. Right. Um, a lot of it's, you know, Asian American, like a lot of reasons I've been here, Asian American access and affordability to higher education, a lot of stuff like that. Um, so maybe it's regrettable that I haven't uh, come out in this way sooner. But uh, yeah, I actually thought when I get, came up to give that speech, it was a, I thought it wasn't coming out at all. I thought it was something that uh, a lot of people had known and that was something I was sharing. So it's, it's, oh, it's kind of nice, you know. Yeah. Um, I never knew it would get this big. <laughs> Did you get, um, well, you, you got teary-eyed and stuff. Uh, yeah. Your voice was breaking. And, um, yeah. When, what happened when uh, you were a kid and you said you liked your best friend? Well, uh, uh, your, your home, you call them homie? Yeah, yeah, homies. my best homie. Um, I forget, I was in, I think I was in Chicago still. Oh. Um, I, was, I was raised in Little Italy, Chicago for a while. Um, were you a teenager then? Yeah, prepubescent teen. I was like 12, 13. Right? Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know if that counts as teenager. That, yeah, well. So 13 is teenager. So 13 is teenager. Prepubescent. So I was prepubescent. And, oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I had like, I had a, I had a, well, I think I had crushes before, right? It was a crazy year. Um, but I definitely had a crush on him, you know? And um, I would hug him a lot. And we'd say, oh, you know, it's like a homie hug and all these things, you know? So, it was a, But it was like very... It was very, um, uh, I guess, apparent that like I had a, I had an attraction to him, you know, and so, uh, I didn't really tell him, right? But I did call him up, and I was like, "Oh, I like men," you know, um, and I don't really think, I don't know what I, I, I expected from that statement, right? Was he your age? Or? Yeah, he was my age. Oh. He was like, we were all twelve. Like he was like a wow. classmate. Twelve. Twelve, you know, yeah. um. And I was like, and it was interesting. I think, like, reflecting back on it, a lot of things are interesting. One is that, like, I told him I'm not sure what I expected to come from that, but, you know, I was young, so whatever. Uh, the second thing is, like, um, he knew exactly what I was talking about, and he knew the exact pre- exact prescribed solution, right? Uh-huh. He said, oh, you're gay. Oh, well, we can beat that out of you, you know? Oh, my gosh. Um, was he Asian or? No, 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 no. He was, uh, he was Latino. Uh-huh. He was a light-skinned Latino guy. Uh-huh. Um... It was, I was like, I, I think I, I might have been like the only one or two Asians in the school at that time. So, was yeah. this in the, what part of Chicago? Oh, I was uh, raised in Little Italy, Chicago, so southeast side. Oh yeah, uh, near Chinatown. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, my parents, uh, you know, who who both are very highly educated, uh, were doing research assistantships to get by at uh, UIC, University of oh, Illinois yeah, Chicago. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. 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 Um. Did you go to that church downtown in Chicago or Chinatown? No. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was that church we're talking about. I, I remember only the one church. church. <laughs> I remember the church you're talking about. I remember the church you're talking about. I think we did, actually. We did. I did daycare at that church. I got daycare at that church. Wow. Yeah. They did really good social services. I, oh, you were a, when you were a kid? When I was a, when yeah. I was a child. Oh, so you were there a yeah. long time. Yeah, I was there oh. for a while. I lived in the 60s. Uh, oh, summer. Yeah. I worked in the post office in Chicago. Oh, really? Merchandise Mart, which is just crazy. They they have this chute that is I don't know sixty story eighty stories high and they just drop mail into the chute oh, and wow. you had to pick it out of the bottom and if it got stuck 
it's your fault, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So, and then I would deliver mail and dogs would grab it and <laughs> I would just stick it in the fence and not go into the door, go to the door. <laughs> and I criticize and You have a crazy life. Yeah. One time I wore a raincoat because it was raining and I wore shorts and they told me I couldn't do that. <laughs> like I was a flasher. They sent me home to get dressed. You can do both. <laughs> <laughs> that combination is not good. So she found it was a really wonderful experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for you and me both. <laughs> so th- did they actually beat you up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, when you're 12 and you hang out with that crowd, they don't play. Like, they want to beat you up. They'll beat you up. Like, <laughs> it's like they... Were you, were you bruised and stuff? Yeah, I was bruised. Um... Well, I got bruised back a lot back then. Um, Were you small? You're, you're pretty small. tall now. Yeah, which is surprising, right? I was small and I was fat. Yeah. I would look like a, a right. hobbit. Like a oh. hobbit. Oh, um, cute. <laughs> uh, I know, right? It's adorable. Uh, which I thought would work in my favor, but never did somehow. You um, took advantage of it. Yeah. Well, I got I got bruised a lot. My fat protected me some. Um, uh, but yeah, I was, I was, I was, uh, I would come home bruised a lot though, you know. What do your folks do? Different fights. I mean... We just treat. I mean, I came home boost a lot on a day, on a on a so they didn't know weekly basis. So, yeah. so it's not not nothing new, you know. It's like <laughs> you know, like oh, just he got just got beat. And then this other thing is like my mom was always very proud that I was like very nonviolent. Like I always tried to be very nonviolent, right? So when people beat me up, I usually tried to just like talk them out of it. If it didn't happen, I'd just kind of like let it happen and like you know, like did go away because it wasn't fun, you know. Um, I knew a guy that would uh, use a flute or a harmonica, and when they tried yelled things at him, he would just play music. That's so strange. <laughs> and ignore them. <laughs> kind of Zen way of dealing with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried. To, I think I tried to achieve that. It never was successful. It was never successful. I talked too much to, to oh, yeah. be talk Zen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to talk a lot of smack. So, so were you? Were you? Did you try anything with them or no? Before you said you liked him. Oh, you mean sexually? No, I mean I was so shy. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm so shy. I'm surprised that I have partners in college. On a yeah. daily basis, I'm surprised I have partners in college because I was, like, such a not, yeah, you know, sexual guy. And, like, I was such a loser. No one would touch me, to be honest. <laughs> For, from either side, which was even more, uh, even more, uh, um, you know, upsetting. So at that time, were you bi or were you... More gay than or what? Oh, I was I was bi. To be honest, like I think for a long time I was more leaning towards f- females than mm-hmm. men. I think nowadays it's evened out. Although mm-hmm. like the last string has uh, not the last string. I don't want to objectify them, right? But like <laughs> <laughs> the, the last couple of partners I've been with have been all female, right? Oh, yeah. Actually in college, right? Which is part of the reason I think maybe it's a coming out process. Yeah, because yeah. there's no, I guess, physical manifestation of like bisexuality unless you go with me to rage or tiger heat then it yeah, becomes you very would, people would assume you were straight yeah people would assume that i was straight right because i i don't i don't talk about it very often right i do i i do activism around it but like you could assume i'm standing in solidarity right right, right, right. right. um uh lgbt resource center is a great place right um just one of the places i never really managed to find time to hang out in yeah. too much um <laughs> And like yeah, like the yeah. only way you know, like some people know, and they see me at yeah, they see me know. at clubs and like yeah. places, and they're like, oh okay, yeah, you know, I'll oh, dance okay. with him. That's it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> but even hip guys would go there, right? I mean, even straight guys would go to gay clubs. Yeah, kinda. I mean, um, I guess I think I think it de- I think it depends. Yeah, I think some straight I don't know, guys. I haven't gone in years. Uh, <laughs> I, have no idea. I feel like you can tell. I feel like you can uh, tell oh, if yeah. someone's straight and they're at a gay club. Yeah. Um, 
I think they usually try and uh, they're trying to mac too much on the women there to make it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. To, to make it like to make it clean, you know, and to like, make sure people don't misunderstand them. That's yeah, right. yeah, they, they become very self-conscious. At it. I mean, yeah. there's exceptions, but but like a lot of them become very self-conscious, right, you know. Right. So you can tell, you know. How about when you date um, girlfriends? Do do they know or they don't care or or you don't tell them usually? Uh, crazy. Uh, I mean, it varies from partner to partner, right? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, last girlfriend was like. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm bisexual, right? Well, like, we, she knew, right? And she's like, wait, but you're not anymore, right? <laughs> I was like, why would I, would I, why would I not be anymore? And she was like, well, because you're with me. That makes you straight. I was like, no, we, we, need to, we need to have words. Like, we need to talk, you know? So, Do you think you intellectualize it too much? What? LGBT? Sexuality, yeah. Sexuality. Oh, oh um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I intellectualize it. I intellectualize it. I mean, I'm in Asian American studies, right? <laughs> and so theory there's a lot of practice. critical theory that goes behind that constantly. But then I intellectualize my API identity like way too much yeah. on a daily basis, anyways, right? This is a, a gay scholar. Uh, I don't. I think it was Thomas Samaghere. He's at UC Santa Cruz, I think. Yeah. And I read somewhere once that he wrote that uh, for some Latinos they uh, come out genitally but not cerebrally. <laughs> that they they may have sex but not identify as gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's I think that's probably true of. I mean, this gay identity thing is a is a modern thing. Right? Yeah, American kind of Western thing. Yeah, and so you you could grow up in Asia and get married and still have sex with guys. Yeah, and you just don't have that necessarily have that identity. Right, it's not a discordant kind of yeah uh, a binary almost or not even a binary just like it's identification. not that identity thing necessarily. Yeah. Right, uh, I mean. I think it's it's clearer if you go to Asia. I mean, I know there's gay movement now in Asia and stuff, and people are developing the identity. Yeah. But to me, it's it's in some ways it's it's restricting in some sense because yeah. you could actually be more flexible if you didn't have the identity. I, I know some people are going to crucify me for that, but <laughs> <laughs> even though I'm known as a gay activist, but um, but I think you get a broader view when you go around. Right. Right. Well. Not to over-intellectualize, right? Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. I like tra- the idea of transcending the label. It appeals to me, right? Because uh, uh, I have sex with men. It's not, you know, like, it shouldn't... I mean, I feel like at some point it shouldn't be that big of a deal that it is, yeah, you know? Yeah. Especially because, like, yeah, it just shouldn't be that big. I, I'm going to get crucified, too. and I'm not even, like, considered a gay activist yet. Uh, but, like... Um, Are you afraid of being labeled or, or, or boxed in? No, no, not, not at all. Yeah. Um, I am kind of, I am kind of worried. Like, uh, like, 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 I came out, right? It's not, a, it's not a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think people think it's a big deal, right? But like, like, I don't want to be upstaging no one who actually does work in the LGBT community, like good, right. solid, consistent work right. in the LGBT community. You know, I feel for me, like I'm kind of like a, like a gay activist flake. You know, like I'm here, a lurker. <laughs> like I'm a lurker. Yes, I'm a lurker. <laughs> like, oh, what, what are you standing there? Oh, I'm standing in solidarity. Oh, I'm just here. You know, like, did you organize a protest? No, but I'm here. I'm holding a sign. Does that count? Like, you know, like in the in the, in the old days, there used to be more suspicion of bisexuals that, mm. you know, that you know, they just don't want to identify as gay, so they call themselves bisexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you saw that in the HuffPost article, like the Huffington Post article. The comments. There are a lot of comments. One comment uh, said, oh, yeah, said you're pretending to be right. I mean, I hedged because I, I said oh, I was yeah. bisexual, um, and I'm probably like going to date a, a woman in three months, which you know. I, you know, he's not entirely, I mean, <laughs> I think that I am bisexual. I'm pretty sure I'm not lying, right? But, like, I'm, I I may be dating a woman in three months. I hope that doesn't speak badly upon my, you know, yeah. my identity. Um, 
But I mean, like he obviously interprets it as is as that it does, right? And then the other one was the other guy. The other person was like, well, you know, a lot of people um, identify as bisexual to prevent saying like full gay, and maybe he's just waiting to be, say he's a full gay, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's not necessarily true either. It, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, sometimes it depends on. I think if you're in high school, I think there's more pressure to conform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe you would say you're bi rather than you're gay. Yeah. Um, just as a security thing, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Or, or I mean, I, I think I swung right. Like, so I would say that I was gay, um, because saying bisexual was too complicated. Yeah. You know? It was yeah. like really complicated all of a sudden, especially with like, like if you were dating a woman at that time. <laughs> She'd be like, well, what does that mean? And would be like, oh, yeah. oh, I don't, I mean, it means what, it, I don't think it's that hard to understand. And other people would be like, oh, you you just want everyone, and you just want the whole sea, okay. all the fish in the sea, you know. Yeah, I like the word trisexual. Try trisexual. everything once. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a trisexual. <laughs> but, uh, wow. <laughs> did you know I used to teach a sexuality class here? No, I didn't. I don't know a lot about the things about you, Dan. You oh, live in yeah. Chicago. You you're you have art. You pop up in my academic books all the time. Yeah, I have the book here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asian Americans, the movement and the moment. Yeah, it's a great book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Professor Fujita Roni made me read that book for research because I was doing independent study with her, and he just popped up, and I was like, "Is this the Dan saying? Like our Dan saying? Like like my librarian, the Dan saying? You know?" Uh, and it was it's like a twenty-page book uh, article, but I wrote it in one weekend. Really? You know, the editor said, you know, I'm always late with deadlines or, or try to, I don't do anything unless there's a deadline. Right, right. So finally, they said, yeah, it's coming out this weekend. Uh, I mean, you have to get it done this weekend. And so I did it. And luckily, I had my filing cabinet right there and I could find things. And you just pulled out all those photos? There's a lot of photos. Yeah. And they, uh, Mary uh, at the UCLA Center, she, um, she digitized everything and laid it out so well. Wow, yeah. There's poetry next to it and there's uh, buttons and other things. Angela Davis is in it. Uh, Audrey Lord is in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I met all. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's it's a long journey. I, yeah. Yeah, one of the quotes in there actually was by Richard Fong, who's a, a filmmaker from uh, Toronto, originally from Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And she, he said that uh, Asians are like the the delicacies on a, on a dish. Oh, goodness. They're kind of off off the mainstream, but that they have been exoticized. Yeah. Did you ever feel that or not? Exoticized? Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. It's strange. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of my first, like, uh, gay hookups, I don't know, gay, well, one of my first hookups with men, right, at UCI, um, he was, like, totally into the idea that I was Asian, you know? And I was like, really? Because there's thousands of us here, you know? What what, what was he? Uh, He was Latino. Oh. Um, but he was totally into the idea that I was oh. Asian, you know, and like uh, would talk about it and would call me names I wouldn't like to repeat on like on did radio. He, did he want you to speak Chinese or some Chi- Asian? No, no, that was. I think my body was enough. I'd like to think that my body was enough. <laughs> um, but uh, and, he, and and I couldn't speak. I don't speak any Chinese, as my Chinese professors can attest. I don't speak yeah. any Chinese. So um, uh, so yeah, that didn't really work out so well. But uh, it was really interesting. It was, I think it was my first experience where someone was like, "Oh, you're you're Asian. That's 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 hot." You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Really?" Because like, if you look around, there are a lot of us. Yeah. Like, it's, it seems like you're being objectified, I guess. And I think that's yeah. why some people don't like it. I mean, other people love it. Yeah. You know, there are some Asian friends of mine who love being um, 
pursued, I guess. Right, like that kind of role play in that yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, I think I think well, I think I see a lot of people. You know, some of my friends are like really into the fact that they are Asian, and yeah. people will chase them for being Asian. Other other friends will be like, oh, I only do white people, or I only do yeah. black black yeah. men, or something like that. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. It maybe to, I'm less demanding. Maybe it goes back to your childhood or some your fantasies when you were growing up. You yeah. Know, yeah. Maybe. And, I, I also, and it changes. I think over the time you can have ethnic attractions that change over time. Yeah. yeah I had a f- good friend that only like white guys, and yeah. then he's Asian, and he later on liked Asians. Yeah. People could switch. You know, people could switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I do b- more by genres. Not genres, like, they're, they're, it's music, but, like, <laughs> but, but, like, there's subcultures, right? There's subcultures, like, there's this, oh, like, yeah, yeah, professional yeah. gay subculture that I find so fascinating. Actually, really attractive. Oh, like, yeah. it's professional, like, oh, I'm a, I'm an investment broker, and I'm gay, and I dress in Armani suits, and I'm like, ooh, that's, that's something else, you know? <laughs> you like Brooks Brothers shoes. Yeah, Jose Banks. <laughs> Uniforms? Are you, do you have a uniform fetish? No, no. I have a suit fetish. Oh. I want to be honest. Yeah. Oh, wow. I have a, I have a suit fetish. Um, I know. I have friends who tell me on chat that they want me to see me in a, in a, in a suit. And I almost never wear a suit. Yeah, I, I can't see you in a suit. That's strange. I have. We had one once. Once we got a grant. I got a grant for the library to buy books from Japan Foundation. And they had me dressed up in a suit and... They also uh, whiten my teeth using wow. Photoshop. So oh, wow. Like, oh wow! I don't have to go to the dentist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! That's a, that's an interesting depiction of reality. Right so I stood next to the anarchist uh, publications in the library <laughs> <laughs> for that picture. That's hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> that was my political statement. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I think I like people that are activists more. Uh, although I end up going with people who are, who don't do anything, not political at all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like I, dem- I demand activism from my from my partners. You know. Yeah, I think I do for a long time. I think I probably have to. Uh, I don't know, but you know, it depends now because most people are into into shopping. I think most of the guys I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, fashion. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or music or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The latest, you know, and so. Yeah, I do uh, fashion. I do. I do shopping. No, not shopping, but fashion. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, nice to look nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, the, all these guys who who do music, a lot of Filipino guys who do like, oh yeah, those like strumming guitar R and B hits. Kind of. No, not doing it. Not doing it for me, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? So you 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 mentioned in your coming out statement <laughs> last Wednesday mm. at this video for the Clemente case. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that. Um, you, um, um, what did you say? Um, you said that you had uh, gone to a parade. So mm-hmm. how many years ago was that? That was my freshman summer. Oh. Uh, I was interning at the San Francisco Mayor City Hall. Oh, yeah. And so I marched with Gavin. That's what oh, that was yeah. the, well, Newsom, I, I yeah. guess I Mayor Newsom, because yeah. uh, I want to be correct, right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I marched with, it was, it was like a blast. It was like, yeah. I think it was my first time, it was my first gay parade at oh, all. Oh, really? Overall, yeah. right? I just never found a reason to go. Right. Or I, I mean, I was like just out of high school, so I never could go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I went. It was for a city hall event. Right. So it was like sure. legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you you draped yourself with a yeah, like a rainbow flag. flag. I thought I was super. I yeah. thought I was like a gay Superman. You know, like I thought I was an LGBT Superman. You know. I saw some pictures on your Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. 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 You were great. talking to a kid, and somebody said, "Watch out!" <laughs> yeah. 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 You corrupting somebody? <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> I love children. I'm just saying hi. I know, they're just being <laughs> sarcastic. Yeah, that's my old roommate. He's like, I'd stop corrupting children. I was like, uh-huh. so, um, 
So was that the flag you stuck away and your father mm-hmm. found later? Yeah. My father's watched my back for a lot. You oh. know? My father's watched my back for a lot of this. You know? What do you mean watch? He watched my back. Like, he like, like, would see things that are questionable or, like, whatever. Oh. Right? Stashed them away. Not because, I don't think because he was hiding anything from himself, but hiding things from, you know, larger family. You know? Oh, oh, oh. So my, my, my dad's watched my back for a lot. A lot of things in general, but especially this, you know. Watch your back. Oh, Watch right. my back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like never doesn't doesn't question, doesn't do anything, you know, in particular. So I mean, but you told him that you like the colors. No, he told me he liked the colors. Oh, I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Well, he was like, he like gave it to me. He was like, oh, I thought the colors were pretty. Or trying to trying to say why he what he told my mother, you know, like why he bought the flag. Why? He oh, so it. I totally I'm wrong. I have to correct that. Oh, that's a <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's close. En- it's close enough. So I mean, like I, you know, I, uh, that's kind of like the ray of hope kind of deal, right? That's yeah. out there. Someone's always watching your back. You know. Oh, so I, I'm really sorry for that interpretation. Oh, it's, yeah, it's totally fine. I didn't take notes when I was listening. No, to it's totally fine. Just standing there. <laughs> I think a lot of people got it confused. So I was yeah. very articulate up there. I was. I was. I was. Uh, I was in emotional. a strange place. Yeah, yeah, I was in an emotional place. So I was the most articulate person up there to begin with. Wow. Yeah. And so how, what happened after, did they support you eventually? Did they know that you were bi? Or you, they didn't know until recently, right? No, actually my mom still doesn't know, you know? Like, so, oh, you didn't tell her? Yeah, we know, no one tells her, you know, because my mom's very traditional, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and I guess, like, if she was to find out, like, I want her to find out in this way, you know? Like, publicly, as a statement, you know? And so I think, I think my mom will know, right? Um, but I, I, I can tell, I, I have this feeling that if I told her straight up, like, I've had tried to have the conversation with her before. Like, yeah, hey. It's difficult. Yeah. yeah like, like, Prop 8 was a great conversation we had. It was like, it was something like this. Hey, are you going to vote for Prop 8? Yes. Really? You, you know, you don't have to vote at all. I'm going to vote for Prop 8. But it's like a human rights issue, mom. Like, you know, yeah. she's like, it's wrong. I'm voting for Prop 8. Okay, mom. That's, uh, Okay. I, I disagree. She's like, you'll understand when you're older. I was like, no, I won't. <laughs> is he a religious? she a religious? No, person? she's not. She's no, not. That's interesting. She's not. If I she, know the right-wing ch- churches have been really trying yeah. to cultivate the Chinese-American community. Yeah. The mm-hmm. traditional community. Yeah. yeah. No, my mom's so progressive, too, on uh, other issues, you know? Hmm. Like, um, she just is. I get a lot of my activism from her, you know, and her oh, sense yeah. of, like, social justice, yeah. her sense of what's right. So you're actually closer to her, though. Oh yeah, I love. I'm totally, I'm totally my mother's child. Child, yeah. you know, like we, we spent the first eight years of my life with just me and her in the house, oh, yeah. you know, because my dad was out working, you know, yeah. and yeah. so like, um, or not out working, but like away from the house, mm. working in a different, because you know, research assistants mm. hard to come by. But um, mm. yeah. So I mean, yeah, totally my mother's child. Uh, wow. so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a trip, right? When that conversation comes, and she has to face it, because like I feel like. She has to, now she has to face it, you know? Um, you know, I felt the same way when I came to America and then I did all this activism and then I figured, oh, you know, I'm not going to tell my relatives who live here directly. Right. And they're going to find out and, you know, like one of them saw me on CNN once. Yeah. So, oh, wow. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we thought we heard your voice. And, uh, you know, was that you? And what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other people saw me in the... Chinese papers, you know, for yeah. years. So, yeah, so, so I think funny. that's a good way to come out, kind of, you know, innocuously. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They have to deal with it. I, I don't have to confront it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, I'm kind of, I mean, I came out to my parents by letter, which is kind of stupid. You, you shouldn't come out 
you know, oh, sure. living I should in Hong not, Kong. I should not text my mom to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it should be in person. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it in person, but if you have the opportunity. But I was living here, they were living there, and I just thought, you know. It was right um, You know, they were coming to visit, and I should t- tell them before they came. Yeah. And it was bad because they, they came and then they wouldn't hug me. They just came to the airport. They just stood there looking at me like I was a stranger. Yeah. It was very, very, very uh, tense. Actually. Yeah. That's, uh, so, that's right. Yeah. Huh? yeah. So, I mean... I, I I think I would have done it differently, <laughs> but I was you I know I was a graduate man. student, and so I just thought, well, you know, <laughs> I have I've lived by myself for a long time, and by that time, yeah, and, and I prepared for it. I I didn't depend on them, and uh, I was on food stamps even at one point. Yeah. And so I knew that they would cut me off. Yeah. And they kind of did. Yeah. In some sense, but yeah. uh, well, my mother still came to stay with me uh, yeah. later. That's nice. And that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't hide any of my magazines. <laughs> uh, maybe she looked at them. The Advocate and Blade. Uh, <laughs> no, no more, no more, more radical ones. More radical. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fag, yeah. There was one called Fag Rag, and I. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was a Boston paper. <laughs> uh, the Liberation paper. That's really funny. So anyway, I mean, you know, it's a. I mean, it's sometimes it's hard to. It's a different world to them, so I, I understand why they don't really accept it. You know, it's a totally different. But yeah, you know, this is what. 200 years now and so I mean yeah yeah 2000 something and so and they should you know I mean maybe yeah. you can't change everybody yeah but there are oh I was going to get to why you came out are we talking to Jesse Chang on KUCI here subversity with Dan Sang uh, uh, he came out um, officially on <laughs> on Wednesday at yeah. a video f- over the the spate of gay suicides in the U.S. had been a lot of people, in addition to the Rutgers, uh, Rutgers uh, freshman, who uh, ended up uh, killing himself. Yeah. And um, so you wanted to make a statement about that, uh, uh, to, yeah. to be solidarity and show how. Yeah, I mean, happened. it's 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 confluence of a, a lot of things, right? More personal than political, strangely. I yeah, guess. yeah. Um, it, the talk sound, your talk sounded very personal, not not a political speech to me. Yeah, well, I mean, um, huh, how is it? Well, um, the LGBT Resource Center, the director, came up to me and asked me if I would like to speak, right? And so I was like, yeah, I'd like to speak. I mean, sure, why not, you know? Um, and so usually I take these, this sounds horrible, but usually I take these speeches and then don't think twice about them. Like, don't think about them until the day of, and then think about what, I, what I, I'm going to say, you know? And, and they happen pretty rapidly nowadays I'm pretty often these days sure, you know? yeah. so I kind of just think it you're in demand yeah <laughs> right or something yeah. um, unfortunately not sexually um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah I know what you mean because when I was very I became very active and well known on campus then it was actually very hard to meet people because they were afraid to be seen with me it's like a desert yeah yeah because I I had this identity as a gay activist even in at Michigan yeah and I couldn't get dates because people were just afraid to be seen with me yeah exactly yeah it's a uh, it's like being alone at the summit kind of like <laughs> oh oh it's just me here oh that's cool I guess I guess I'm gonna handle sure. my business over there yeah. uh, no not like that but um <laughs> so I mean he asked me and I, I I was like yeah I'd love to speak you know it's an important issue blah 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 like you know a lot of people have spoken on it already you know, mm-hmm. um, so I agreed understanding, thinking, understanding that's not a big deal, you know, um, because a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people have spoken on it already, you know, like Obama just spoke on it, you know, like, like, oh, on that, 
Yeah. yeah. So I'm just adding a voice to the to yeah. the millions, right? And so it's, it's it's worthwhile to always add a voice to the millions. So I was just gonna go up and do a speech, you know. So, um, but you typed. When did you type it up? I don't type things up. I oh, I thought you typed it. Up. Oh no, I, I I wrote it out in my head. Um, you looked like you were reading something. Oh, that's just for just just for the act of it. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it's just for for people. I feel like um, you know, because when you're reading something, you have a reason to give pause, right? You're not like, people don't feel like, oh, he's just thinking it up on the spot. You have a reason to give a pause, you know? But really, I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm, flushing out, I'm flushing out the narrative in my head as I, as I continue wa- doing it. But usually I come into these speeches and I want to tell a particular narrative. I'm, yeah. um, I'm trained in cultural history, right? So a lot of my professors are cultural historians. So I think in narrative, right? This is how I view the world, right? So I was like, well, like what narrative do I want to tell, you know? Um, so this is a personal narrative. Yeah. Political narrative just seemed kind of overmuch. You yeah, know, like it's kind of yeah. predictable. A lot of people have done it, you yeah. know, and there's no need for me to do it because right. I'm not like a big sh- showman. And I mean, I'm not a big player in this cause, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm a UC regent, like, you know, we don't. <laughs> what do you, you know? I'm not gonna pass. I'm not gonna kill Prop Eight, you know. Um, so uh, I, d- I did a personal narrative just to just to say something, you know. Um, it worked out well, so I'm glad. Yeah, you know, I could was have so gone moved. Very badly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, in terms of, I mean, do you, can you see things that you see could develop? Uh, I know the other student region, the one before you, uh, Jesse Bernal, mm-hmm. uh, is head of uh, diversity now for UC, uh, interim director of diversity. Yeah, he was, well, he's diversity yeah. coordinator. Coordinator, yeah. <laughs> so, does that deal with gay stuff too? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's always been big on the LGBT. I yeah. mean, like, all of my... A lot of my LGBT politics in, as a student regent comes from him. Oh, right? yeah. So I'm, I'm really just carrying his work, you know. In, in your talk, you said you were going to try to uh, come, come up with him at some point. But he was already out, I guess. He was already out. He yeah. was already out. And he was just making a statement about it. So I actually, I did. Like, uh, I did. He was like, oh, as a blah, 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 as a queer yeah. Latino man. And I said as a queer Asian man, you know. Um, but I didn't say it as fluently, and I didn't make it a big point, you know. Oh, you said queer. I did say queer, right, you know. Um, but, I said bisexual. So, oh, you did say it. But yeah. The, the people, nobody picked up on it. No one picked up on it. Well, I said it very, I didn't make a big point out of it, you know. And before that, I, was, I had actually written out that speech, you oh. know, and uh, which usually does not bear good news. Um, this, this was at, where, where was this? Done? Regents meeting in oh, San Francisco. Yeah. Um, March. Oh. March Regents meeting, 2000. Oh. So yeah. nobody, no reporter that picked it up? Nope. Kind of uh, disappointed. Not disappointed. Not like I expect media <laughs> coverage. But I was like, really? We, we have two queer student regions at the same time. This is miraculous. You know, like, how does this happen? This doesn't happen every day. You wow, know? that's incredible. Um, so I got every, another thing wrong then in my little blog, blog thing. Oh, how I, so? I said that you didn't want to come out with him then. Oh, I was very reluctant. I mean, I don't yeah. think that was wrong. I was very reluctant about oh, it. Yeah. You know, I was not, I mean, he was very fluid about it and very, you know, uh, he's very articulate about his sure, identity. Yeah. Not so much on the my side, mm. you know. Um, so yeah, just not so much on my side. So I mean, I, I I did it in a very quiet, quiet, quiet way. You know what I'm saying? So soft spoken, soft spoken, which is strange for me at the region. Yeah, usually, uh, yeah, a lot yeah. <laughs> but do you think all these rich people they do they care about sexuality or they don't want to deal with it or they think of it as it's some student thing and they don't have to deal oh, with it. Oh, no, I think they, I think they, they do. Sympathize. They sympathize. Oh, they, they definitely sympathize. Some of them empathize. Empathize is when you're actually one person, too. Like, you're, you're, I mean. When they know you, yeah. Yeah, some of them are, some of them are LGBT, yeah. you know. Um, I don't, so I, I think it's very, it's actually an issue that, that resonates with them 
very much. Oh, so, good. Yeah, good. you know, um, and they've been really good about. I mean, I'll say this: like the the hate crimes, bad, right? Yeah. Um, but following the hate crimes, the num- amount of resources they've started pouring into LGBT, mm. um, commendable. You know, the, the system across the system. Oh, of course, I'd, and mostly very system wide efforts. I'd like to see. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's definitely ways to go, right? So there are definitely ways to go there, right? But like, they, I think they definitely care about the issue, and this is the issue that resonates with them. You know, it's not be a, great if yeah. you could fund. I mean, regions could fund uh, or advocate for funding research. Yeah. Against you know gay research or gay studies research or yeah. fund research against homophobia. I know there are centers around. Yeah. At the UC at this yeah. point. I think UCLA has a big center. Yeah. yeah. Well, the regions try and stay away from, like, directing research funding, you know? Cause oh, because that's interfering with the... That's interfering with the academic... Research. That's, like, academic... I don't even know if that's academic center. I guess that's just based up to... I don't know what the power structure for that one looks like. Yeah. But I know regions, we try and stay far... I mean, the regions try and stay as far away from it as possible, you know? Because, I mean, like, it just looks bad, you know? Um, so... So yeah, so I mean, there's there's that. I'm actually kind of comforted by that thought. <laughs> yeah, because in the past, the you know you've had people trying to enforce certain ways of yeah teaching or, or not right. teaching or thinking or yeah, exactly, yeah, and yeah, research sure. would have kind of like you know yeah because yeah. you, you never know what kind of region you might get. You might get a you know yeah, award right. Connerly or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, and we could all it would just all go bad then. So do you think that, given your experience, you you think this is going to affect your your future prospects at all? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, my this is kind of the the bullet I take, right? I mean, so I mean, a couple of things. So all the regions should know, right? I've because yeah, I've already said it at the regions yeah. meeting. So I mean, all the regions should know. So that's cool, right? Um, was that pu- at a public meeting? Yeah, was that a public meeting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just when I was like, can I do it at a private meeting? And he was like, what the point is that? What's the point of doing it at a private meeting? I was like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. To say it? Uh, and he was like... Yeah, Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um... It's public meeting. Um, I'm applying to law schools. I don't know. Hopefully, oh, good. it won't help there. Uh, yeah. uh, applying for Teacher America. So, uh, hopefully, I, I, I hope it won't help, help there. So, I, th- I think I think future prospects, it's cool, right? Yeah. It's like yeah, asking, like... People are yeah. much more open now. Yeah. It's like asking, like, do you think that it's going to hurt you that you talk about race so much? Right? Like, right. well, it might, but... Doesn't mean we'll stop talking about race, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. it's an important yeah. issue to be talked about. For sure, yeah, yeah. How about your fellow students? What do they think? I, think I mean, since since you're you're pu- more public oh. on uh, Wednesday, uh, the close friends know. The close friends are confused why it's such a big deal. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, my close friends don't even care or don't don't even know. They've just stopped reading. For I mean, I think a couple of them ha- used to have Google alerts for my name on the news. And they just took them off because it just they stopped being it stopped being relevant. Like, oh, it's cool. Like, yeah, he got a quote in the Daily Brew, and no one cares, you know. Um, uh, some of my friends, I got out when Facebook's been pretty active, you know. So, yeah. um, uh, uh, congratulating me. Yeah, yeah, supporting you. Yeah, so trying to support me. So I, I appreciate that. Um, I know one one activist said, "I love you," and he said. <laughs> Yeah, 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 Radical activists. All these activists who have crushes on me are coming. No, I'm just kidding. I wish, I wish it ain't happening though. Um, but my friends have been pretty. My, I mean, I have a good, crew, I have a good, I roll with a good crew. So support group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very supportive, very progressive, like very, yeah. very understanding. Student affairs at UCI, mm. you know, top notch. You know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. How about the? Um, I mean, if I guess you know, I guess sometimes I wonder whether. 
you know, some if you go into a class to talk, but you're not going to go into it. I mean, your your purpose was to bring the point that you know bullying can have consequences. Yeah, right, and that there are gay people everywhere. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> more more than gay. There are gay people everywhere. <laughs> yeah, more than that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to go. I mean, I don't know if I go into class. I don't know if I have anything to say. You know, so I was just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, a article, a news source at, reached out and was like, "Do you want to do a follow-up piece yeah, on this?" Right. And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what would I tell them? Like, what do I have to? Like, what do I like really? I mean, the day after I spoke, Obama spoke, and I felt like Obama spoke. You know. And I was pretty much, it was like, okay, well, we can all go home now, you know? Like, it was, I don't have anything to say past that one. Actually, in the Chinese paper, uh, Chiao Bao, you were, you were right next to, uh, right below Obama's picture. Yeah. Uh, your picture. I'm going to tre- <laughs> treasure that deep down inside. I'm going to yeah, treasure that. You get a printed copy. Too. Yeah. That, up, yeah. that and I showed up on Angry Asian Man's blog, like you showed me right before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been fighting to get on Asia- Angry Asian Man's blog for like months, like years, <laughs> my whole entire college career. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I can't believe I don't have an article on here yet. Like, Maybe really? it was too mainstream before. <laughs> I know, I know. I, was too, uh, I, just, I just moved radical <laughs> enough to, like, sneak it in. Although, I, you know, the other thing is I, I haven't heard any, you know, very much picked up from the gay press. And maybe it's, uh, you know, people come out all the time, right? Yeah, I guess and people so, are coming yeah. yeah. People are coming out left and right. Maybe I was a Republican and I came out. Then it would be big news. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was a guy who was head of the National Republican Republican National Committee and right. he came out, right? Yeah, and then it was that's big news. Right. Like hypocrisy and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, me coming out, not a big deal, I guess. Yeah, I mean, remember I was out for a long time and then I came to Orange County and they had this uh, coming out day every year or something. Yeah. And so they wanted me to speak there and I said, why? You know, I've been out already. But coming out is a process. It's, it seems like it's, it never ends, actually. Yeah. Because you meet new people, you have new, you know, relatives don't know you, yeah. other people don't know you, yeah. and all they assume things, and then you may have to come out. You know, new girlfriends don't know it, and so. Yeah. yeah. Someone told me that coming out is, uh, one of my best friends told me that coming out is, um, what is it, inevitable, not inevitable, like never-ending. Oh, yeah. Right? So coming out perpetual, is never, yeah. Perpetual. Yeah, yeah, coming out is perpetual, right? I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I did it once. I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. After this time, I'm not going to do it again. I feel like it was like <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> it's finally broadcast. Like it's done. You know. Yeah, I mean, you got all the way to China, and if you, you don't know, know now, you don't yeah. worth. You're not worth knowing. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the, even the Communist Party paper, Da Gong Bao, uh, yeah, profiled you. Yeah. And. Uh, mentioned your parents even what provinces you were from yeah <laughs> a, little, a little bit too close I don't know what that means it's a little scary yeah. um, <laughs> they're trying to get readers I think yeah <laughs> definitely it's it's, uh, it's the in thing to write about gay people I guess I'm part of tabloid journalism journalism now like <laughs> yeah, party tabloidism that's <laughs> <laughs> fun so that was our uh, excerpt from a previous interview um Back, uh, ironically, uh, three weeks after the alleged incident with his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, uh, three weeks later, he was on this show uh, talking about uh, being bisexual and uh, talking about his um, sexual escapades. And um, then a week later, uh, the Irvine police arrested the student regent uh, and subsequently no charges were ever filed by the DA um, apparently because uh, there was lack of sufficient evidence uh, for this alleged misdemeanor. And so um, that's our coverage this week. Uh, Stay tuned 
next week for uh, another news breaking um, show and um, coming up the dread zone this is KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine